the Minnesota Football Show, your regular dose of smart, socially aware, and occasionally snarky news and commentary about local, national, and international soccer. The Minnesota Football Show co-hosts are Sheila Regan, Bridget McDowell, and Pablo Miranda. Produced and co-hosted by Rodrigo Sanchez Chavaria and Eric Silva Brenneman. You can follow the Minnesota Football Show at MN Football Show on your social media platform of choice. Subscribe to and rate the Minnesota Football Show on iTunes. All right, welcome to another episode of the Minnesota Football Show. We're down a few comrades, but we have Sheila Regan and Bridget McDowell in the house, on the screen, as it were. <laughs> How are you two amazing women? Great. <laughs> there, was a, there was a long pause there. <laughs> no one can hear the facial expression that went with that, but <laughs> same, same here. Right on. Well, my name is Eric, and uh, it's been a bit of a rough week with uh, life and everything else. I mean, it's just been a, it's been a rough one, um, but I'm trying to think of something positive, I suppose. Uh, we We have a wedding anniversary coming up and we celebrated it yesterday at uh nerdstrom state park which was which was pretty nice so yeah what state park is it nerdstrom that's how you say it right okay it's over by um by northfield okay cool it's really pretty we've been there before and and bridget and i were kind of going back and forth a little bit on twitter about <laughs> there there have been some where and you too sheila you're involved in this as well where I don't know, the mask versus anti-mask seems to kind of balance out. Like it might be like a 50-50 situation. It, man, yesterday we were super minority, like Mm -hmm. for the longest time. And then maybe towards the end of the hike, you know, we left about four o'clock. I'd say about three o'clock, 3.30, we started to see more people actually masked up. But Mm -hmm. got some looks. That that happened. A lot of people who seem to think that just because you're outside, you're perfectly safe. And why would you bother wearing a mask? Right. So when they see one, they freak out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just bananas to think it's become so politicized that it's like, you're the other. You're one of them. <laughs> oh, you're one of those. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. But uh, all that aside, shall, shall we jump into some football? There's lots. Got lots of stuff. Back yeah, we're going to flip format a little bit too for our listeners. So some of this might end up on Patreon. We're going to try and, and populate the Patreon with some stuff. Uh, we're, mi- we're missing both Rodrigo and Pablo, as you can probably tell. They might add some additional things as well on the Patreon. As long as I'm mentioning that, uh, what I'm going to tell you is I harvested about um, – each one of those Ziploc bags is, I think, a gallon. So, but I mean, I don't know. I, I harvested two ba- two Ziploc bags worth of hops from my neighbor's hops yesterday, along with eight pounds of my neighbor's plums, which all went to hop clouds. Yep. And will be turned into a beer of some kind, the Minnesota football show beer or beers. Chris, Christian's so cool. He's like, I'm, I'll mess around. Maybe I'll make two or three beers. I'm like, cool. So experiment. Yeah, so Wait, that will be available. The plot you're going to make beer out of plums? Mhm. I'm not. Christian is. I'm I'm giving him the ingredients and he's uh-huh. doing the magic. I've never heard of plum beer before. 
there so if you've ever had there there's some that have definitely have like the notes if um i'm thinking specifically of the sam adams fezziwig you ever have that one it's like a winter porterish kind of beer maybe yeah yeah it's so good there's like there's definitely a strong plum note there so he's gonna play around with it um there's okay. also minnesota football show wine from the quilombo corcoran that's my <laughs> made-up vineyard that's available right now <laughs> you're all laughing but it is <laughs> so at the five dollar level five dollar a month and ten dollar i think five dollar we said you get one uh, either either or and at ten dollars not that any of this alcohol is worth whatever that is 120 dollars a month but uh we'll give you both <laughs> that's how we're doing it nice. Nice. and i'm sure there will be more too we're just trying to get more stuff over there as well um and if you're learning like well this is great but what's the money going for well for one thing rodrigo's got uh, soundcloud now set up so that we're saving much more episodes so there'll be like a a fuller backlog before we had to delete and add, delete and add. Um, and we'll kind of go from there as to what other needs that we may want. Like uh, maybe getting Pablo an actual mic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ready? Yeah. Listos? Here we go. This might actually work. Not, not having those two, we might actually get through this in a reasonable time. <laughs> there will be fewer tangential ramps, Chase. Exactly, exactly. Um, Minneapolis City continues to roll with their intramurals on Wednesdays. I actually won their uh, prediction goal prediction contest and was invited to go. Got vetoed by the family. That's totally fine. But I really do want to get out there at some point. I'd, I'd love to see yeah. it. Um, the Paisley Park 99ers are doing quite well. I think the lead might have just flipped after this past week. Uh, tackled by Turtles are not doing so well. They're kind of the bottom. I think they're defeated at this point. Um, and I would just send people to listen to the People's Pitch podcast for far more details. And they're also just awesome people and allies to what we do. So listen to the People's Pitch if you want more of that. Yeah. And head out there. I think it'd be cool to... Uh, to get folks out there. I, I think our, our good friend and uh, patron, Mr. Zeller, he was out there on Wednesday. So yep. he has some, some cool things to say. I've heard the games are just a blast. They're just a party. That's yeah. That's what I've seen. Everyone's uh, just really enjoying being out there and seeing a live match. So, and it's seven V seven, which is always pretty exciting. Constant that's right. Back and forth, so, um, Somebody was telling me it's it's almost like uh, fully immersed because there's two games going on two pitches and if you like stand in between them and just like spin around in a circle, <laughs> you, you can get two games at the same time and probably get dizzy. At the time. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, that's um, a good way to watch. Yeah, the best way. Uh, I was gonna as long as we're recommending podcasts, I was gonna throw out Kalen Carr's The Movement. Um, he put out a phenomenal show on the black players for change. I mean, imagine what we do with really generous salaries. We're all getting paid comfortably. We have a phenomenal producer. Corey Shreppel is producing the, the program. He's, he's one of our, our, our uh, dark cloud friends and a Peabody award-winning uh, producer for NPR podcast. This is what it would sound like. It's, it's really spectacular. Um, I can't recommend it enough. Uh, I, I was, I think I was working out where I was listening to it and I actually had to stop what I was doing just because I was getting into it and it was, it's just really, really well done. So once again, Kalen Carr's The Movement on the BPC, highly recommended. Did either of you two get a chance to listen? 
I haven't yet. No, I've heard really good things. And he always does really solid work, uh, the interviews that I've seen from him. And they've been working on this for months, sounded like. So. That's what he said. Yep. Yeah. Um, Para makes a, it's more of a cameo. I mean, he's in it for just a little bit, but it's, it's certainly more focused on, I mean, Abobasi's in there quite a bit. A lot of the other players, he, he goes back even farther. Um, it's just, it's just so good. He does a really good chronology yeah. too. I mean, it's, it's awesome. How did I oh, look? Go ahead. How, how did um, Opara look? I don't know about look. I mean, it's audio. <laughs> oh, okay. Right. He sounded okay. I mean, yeah. Again, this was probably like Bridget alluded to. It was probably recorded a few months ago. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. It's it's a pretty broad compilation. Like he was actually here at one point. I think he actually sat with him, but this was back in April, May. I'm not sure. It's really nice though. It's again, check it out. Black, uh, sorry, uh, the movement, Kaylin Carr. Mm-hmm. So go, we'll jump into some Minnesota United here. Um, we're going back in time, and th- so this would be last weekend with Sporting Kansas City. I almost spent a whole lot of time here, but we'll we'll touch on it and maybe this will swing to the uh the Patreon. We'll see. Um but the big story before anything even happened here was that there was one Sporting Kansas City player that tested positive for COVID-19 which then uh eventually put everybody into well put everybody into isolation immediately to kind of trace and do all that. Uh game still happened. They took off plane took off but there were a lot of uh absent faces i mean some were just injured but i don't know bridget i'll throw it to you do we do we know anybody that we, we don't have any names still of covid affected no players, they, they? most of the teams aren't releasing names right um and they so between the two sides i think there were 13 players out with injuries including the one who was covid positive there you um, go. So we don't know who it was. I mean, process of elimination, you can probably figure it out. Um, I don't have a list here, but. Yeah. I, I just put down that they were already down Pulido, Espinosa, Reed, Hurtado, Saloy, Gutierrez. There were a lot. And, and Minnesota yeah. was going into this with almost the same amount. I mean, both yeah. these teams pretty beat up. Um, and then we found that uh, Chacon was going to be freed. We went from free Chacon to Chacon freed. Hashtag Chacon freed. And there's, <laughs> There's more on that as we as we keep going, but it sounded like Danubio was was calling him back to Uruguay. Um, Pablo has feelings about that, I'm sure. <laughs> but uh, let, let's talk a little bit about this match last week with with Sporting Kansas City. Uh, totally different lineup: resting Lud, Molino, Reynoso, Gasper. You get. Uh, Dibasi making his debut as a starter and a kind of a wild formation. I mean, it was sort of a three, five, two, right. Ish. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Bridget, I'll throw it to you. Where do you want to go with this? We don't have to spend a lot of time. It was, yeah, it was, it was a mess. Uh, and doing that three, five, two probably didn't help them a whole lot. Um, Obviously, the the intention was to uh, kind of rectify some of the mistakes that they made facing Kansas City the last time um, and learning from that. Of course, most of the players who were an issue last time were out with injury. Um, mm-hmm. Still to worry about Johnny Russell. 
and those guys and it was Johnny Russell who was the big the big problem yeah. um, I mean he had the the one goal uh, but there were plenty of saved goals as well, saved shots as well yeah um, oh did I mention that this was uh this was St. Clair's second start I think at this point yeah. and yeah he was basically, uh, I, I'm trying to think of the metaphor, like just dodging punches the whole time. Like oh, he yeah. was sta- standing on his head, essentially keeping the team in the match. Yeah, I don't think we, the entire first half, I don't think we even caught Malia on screen at the other end. Um, I think you're right. I think never, you're right. never made it into the final third. And we just, Malia's name was not mentioned. He did not make an appearance on your TV screen for a yep. solid 60 minutes, probably. He, he set up um, a lawn chair and put up a little... Yep. A little he uh, camped out back there, hanging yep. out. Cracked a boo. And, uh, Dane is playing the, uh, the Weebles Wobble game where, yeah. you know, grab one and jump right up and grab another and jump right up yep. and grab another. I have um, all of those. It's turnovers in the midfield. I have lost yeah. balls, beat yeah. balls, overwhelmed. It's like the same stuff over and over again. And then eventually, like yep. you said, it just it, it leads to a DSC save, DSC save, DSC save, DSC double save. Yeah. <laughs> he was all it over turns, the place. It turns out that flooding your midfield with uh, extra personnel does not necessarily fix the problems that you have in midfield. Right. Well, let, let's talk about that for a second. So nil-nil at the halftime, it obviously just was rough. I mean, we knew we knew we were going to have to do some kind of squad rotation. That's just obvious. But was it the right move to completely flip and take out, you know, all those top playmakers and players? I mean, could this have worked if maybe you keep Molino and Reynoso in or maybe Gasper and Lud? I don't know what the right combination is, but losing all four of them, you know, that, that was like pulling out the last Jenga piece. Yeah. In my opinion. It, I mean, you don't want to make that move typically because you can suck out the momentum of the squad that's on the pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was no momentum to, right. to factor into that decision. So uh, I think it needed to happen. I, I was kind of a little surprised that Heath actually did it. Because, you know, the things that need to happen aren't often done. Um, so I, I was surprised that it did happen, but I think it needed to. And you did see a little, a little spark with them coming in. Um, these are the, guys with the subs were, coming in, you're saying? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That, that leads to the second half where we, where we do get all those names I mentioned essentially yeah. pop in. Um, all the I guess, guys I guess, who really have been factors for the last few weeks and just right. needed rest. Reynoso comes in a little bit later, but you get Lud Molino and Gasper all at the half. Um, and you're right. Yeah, there, were, there was a little bit of a spark. You got to put it in there. You got a little Molino toy action about the 57th. It didn't lead to a goal, but like you said, there was, there was something there that was kind of starting to happen. It was closer than they'd gone up to that point. Exactly, exactly. Um, oh, that's where the 65th is the double save we were referring to. God, St. Clair was just out of his mind. He was St. Clair and Tabassi there. That was yes, that's right. Insane. Tabassi had that second clearance on the line. He um, did. No, no one else was even looking. Uh, I don't think anyone really expected the rebound to go in on that side. Mm-hmm. And he happened to be right there. And that was a quick reaction save. Then 
they're going to be yep. really happy they have now. Yeah, I was just going to say he is, I think other than uh, than DSC as the keeper, he's like the big positive I have from this match. Like he played yep. very, very well. And considering they were under pressure for certainly a full half and even more, he seemed very cool. Mm-hmm. Just like, all right, I guess they're coming at us and I have a job to do. And it's like, okay. And he, he communicated Stay- pretty well. I mean, mm-hmm. he and Boxy were pairing up. This was, I mean, his first start, he had days to train with the squad. So it's not like they've had a whole lot of time to really build anything up. But I think yeah. he, he slotted in pretty well. This is the one where he started as left back, right? And then when Chase comes in and he moves central. Is that right? Yes. And he, I mean, honestly, I didn't, in, in terms of his, uh, his coolness and doing his job, I didn't notice, notice much of a difference. He seemed very comfortable with both. Yeah. He, and looking at his record, he has been fairly, fairly competent in either role, mm-hmm. um, making an impact in either spot. So, and, and with that formation, I mean, the, the work didn't necessarily change. After those subs, they move more into like a 4-3-3 instead of that three five two. Um so he was essentially playing the same role. He just had an extra guy. Right. Left, so. Well as you mentioned, uh in the eightieth minute, after all these I don't even know how many saves, but hundreds of saves. <laughs> no exaggeration. It felt it felt like a hundred at one point. Um it seemed like one of the easier things that, that he would actually get the DSC would cover, but it's that long ball yeah. from Russell uh, from Zussi, rather, to Russell, like you mentioned, and, and he takes one touch and gets it over to the far post. Um, but, yeah, I mean, man, especially after talking about that double save with Dubasi, like, you, you you pull off these miracles, and then the easy <laughs> one goes by. Well, he was he was far off his line for that one, trying to follow it up and to kill that play um, because the defenders weren't really there for that one. I don't think they saw it coming. Um, and that's exactly what Russell's going to do. Uh, so yeah, you, you see all those massive saves right on the line and then Dane comes out, uh, he was out a good 10 yards. Um, maybe not that far. It feels that far in my head looking back on it. Uh, (laughs) there's absolutely no hyperbole on this program, Bridget. Never. (laughs) Not at all. No, no. No, Russell found that massive gap and he went for it. And uh, it was it was an earned goal. Um, yeah, I mean, so. honestly, so that, that that's your that's your final score there, by the way, is one nil. But I mean, this yeah. could have been five nil. Oh, easily. So the loss sucks, but it could have been a lot worse. I mean, we talked about some of the positives. I mean, negatives are probably almost easier because there were just so many. Like, where was the midfield? Where was the midfield? Yep. Just complete disarray I put in the first half. Like you said, it got a little bit better in the second, but they were still just being so overrun. Couldn't keep the ball. Couldn't get passes out. Um, I don't know. We talked about the squad rotation. Uh, uh, it was It was a hard one. It was a hard one to watch. It was, yeah. Um, so at this point, we're, the, the whole Chacon thing is still in the background as well. I don't know if you were following all this drama, Sheila, but at this point, we think he's gone. We assume he's going to be going. And, mm-hmm. and there's this idea that, that I think was floated. I think I heard it on 55.1. They were talking about Chacon goes out. That opens up the DP spot. They buy down Gregouche. And then they would bring in, like, 
another striker or there's this new rule that I don't completely understand where you can get three under 22 young DPs. Do you, either of you know anything about this? I, no, I, I saw that referenced and I've, I tried to understand that new. <laughs> yeah. And MLS rules those, are weird. What, yeah. It's one of those odd ones that just doesn't make sense. So. Well, in any but case, we'll put a, a thing. Yeah, apparently it's a thing. <laughs> We'll, we'll put a pause button there because there's like a dot, dot, dot that we'll, <laughs> yep. connect, to in, we'll connect to in a second. Um, any of those other MLS scores that you're interested in from that uh, group of games? Um, I'm trying to think what might be the most relevant. Big – oh, we got to talk about the Nashville 4-2 over Atlanta just because oh, yeah. that, was, that was the moment where the guy – the uh, was it the coach or was it like the, the CEO guy that, that kind of set himself up? I can't remember who, who actually said it. I'm not sure. One one of the Atlanta higher ups for listeners that may have missed it basically says, "We're going to win this game. It's in the bag." Blah blah blah. Just gets a little cocky. There's no way they're going to beat us. do and then Nashville totally outplays them four to two, which and then and they have all this fun on on social media because boy they have a lot to work with all and of a sudden. Nashville was like two zero at the half, wasn't it? I think so. I know they came out ahead. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, New York gets I mean, a big win. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, the other most relevant to us probably is that Salt Lake, Colorado scoreline. Yes. Um, Colorado's been struggling quite a bit, but then they see uh, Salt Lake and they end up going 5 0. Go, goleada. Uh, yeah, didn't yeah. see that coming. Yeah. We learned that. Uh, Oh, yeah, I put into that Dallas goal with Ricoarte. That was so pretty. Dallas beats Houston 2-1. to one. And we learned that Elis is, is joining his buddy, uh, Reggie Cannon, at Boa Vista in Portugal. Yeah. Which is great for them and actually kind of great for us considering how bad he tore us <laughs> up the last time. <laughs> we got really um, lucky with the timing on both of those because, uh, see, Reggie was announced the morning that we played Dallas. Yeah. And then – this was announced yesterday morning, well, like hours before. Right before we won again. So, uh, other big news, I suppose, is we got to talk about briefly at least Gonzalo Iguain to Miami from uh, come from PSG. I want to say. Yes. I can't even remember. He's been around for a while. Okay. Yeah, PSG is right. Yeah, he's been around a bit. Uh, Seven million puts him with the I think the highest salary in MLS at the at the current time. And so we have the dual uh, hermanos Iguain in MLS right now with, with him there in Miami and his brother, his brother's I think now at DC, correct? Yeah. And I think, I think there's two more still. I mean, I can't remember where they play. Two more brothers. Mm-hmm. Nice. Some good genes. They're all over. <laughs> They're all over. This one, you know, it's like, Oh man, I should have had a little, a, a few more kids. <laughs> Well, I, have, in every league. <laughs> I, I have two and neither of them are interested in football at all. So <laughs> it can go the opposite way. Um, we haven't talked a little bit about this MLS playoff format. It's changed a tad with, with the whole COVID situation. I just, I just brought it in here just to mention that uh, you got the 18 clubs, 10 from the East, eight from the West. Um there's, there's a weird, like, playoff situation that kind of happens in the East. 
just because of the, of the odd number. Um, so you get like seven versus 10 and eight versus nine to fill the, uh, the two lowest spots on that side, which is, it just, it just looks messy. I mean, I, I understand it. It make it makes sense. But it's just like, <laughs> why are we it's, making it so weird? <laughs> it's gotten ridiculous. <laughs> so anyway, that's that. At least for our side on the Western Conference, everything's going to just kind of line up naturally. But su- such is the, the COVID. Can't call it the COVID. I guess it would be COVID Cup again, wouldn't it? COVID yep. Cup 2.0. Pretty much, pretty much everything is COVID Cup. Yeah. Yep. Like, this is like one giant COVID cup, even like not soccer. It's true. It's true. It's like living yeah. our lives. This is <laughs> an asterisk yeah. after every, every reference now. Pretty During much. COVID. I mean, <laughs> reminder that no professional athletic events should be happening at all, but capitalism. So they are. Um, what else we got? We got a big win again with Dallas, four to one over Colorado. San Jose and Portland tie, Vancouver 3-1. This is all last week. The, the, the big thing here that, of course, uh, we have to talk about is the Camacho knee punch that because oh, my head is always with, yeah, my, my head always goes to 90s martial arts flicks. It totally looked like if, if you all have seen the movie Bloodsport with Van Damme, he does the splits and punches his opponent in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> and it basically looked like that, except way lazier because he was like on his side and he just kind of barely gets up and pow, hits him right in the knee. And then holds up his hand like, ref, he hurt my hand when I hit That's right. Knee. Yeah, oh, my hand. <laughs> give give him the red card. Give him the red card. Oh, do you need some ice? <laughs> yeah, that's right. It was, it was ridiculous. And, and kind was- of a- amazing. <laughs> And they were winning that game. There was there was no reason for like any of this. <laughs> That's right. So he does this in the box too, and he yep. actually get, makes a PK happen. And so Montreal is <laughs> able to convert and score off of this idiocy. <laughs> it's pretty incredible. Uh-huh. <laughs> Shout out to everybody on Twitter that appreciated it. Like I, I got some good fun responses. Of like, oh wow, we're we gonna be having like Van Dam and. 90s martial arts stuff happened to me. I'm like, absolutely. Heck yeah. <laughs> if me and MJ take over the Twitter, that's all it's going to be. <laughs> for worse. There, there is no better. There's, it's just for worse. There's a Patreon idea for you. <laughs> yeah, right. You and MJ just comparing some of these fouls. <laughs> you know, that'd be, that would take a lot of work, but it'd also be kind of fun. Would. <laughs> oh, man. The Frank Dukes. All right. Um, let's see. Let's do NWSL really quick as well. And then I think maybe we'll take our first break. So NWSL, we've got last week we had Washington Spirit 2-1 to one over the Chicago Red Stars. The Courage and Dash had a back and forth. Super awesome game. I caught the uh, the speedy highlight to this one. It was 4-3 to three final score. Uh, North Carolina Courage. You had three lead changes. It was awesome. That was a and I think, game. Yeah. North Carolina gets the last win, and I want to say like the 89th, just barely pulling it off. Yeah, it was close. It was, it was a fun, fun match. Um, and related to NWSL, because we, we live in the hellscape that we do, <laughs> apparently <laughs> fire, air quality, climate change match po- postponement is now a thing because 
this happened to the Portland Thorns. They're like, we can't breathe. So there, there will be no match. <laughs> the air index was at like 430 or something that night. Oh and God. like healthy is 150. Oh, that's awful. Or lower. It might be 100. It was the poorest air quality in the world, at least yeah. for a day or two. Yeah. So, yeah, that is now a thing. Um, all right, so let's take our first break, and we'll be right back. Hi, this is Lisa Watch, and no, you must be to me because I am definitely not blessing your ears in this podcast. Anyways, back to the Minnesota football show. All right, back on the Minnesota football show. We will continue with some Minnesota United getting closer to uh, the actual state of things as, as of yesterday. We learned uh, just news-wise, we have a new keeper coming which is kind of a good thing because otherwise we were relying on a, well, DSC who's playing phenomenally great, but then it goes to a 16 year old, <laughs> which I'm really, sure. Is he 16? Good. DSC is not Emmings. Who was his backup? Emmings was like 16. Yeah. That is so young. <laughs> yes. Yep. Well, Dana is, uh, I think he just turned 21. Right. Uh-huh. He's super young too. And, and I don't know, is, is Rajit Singh injured or is this just, yeah, uh, yeah. he is injured? Yeah, so that's that's why St. Clair had come in. Um, a knee injury, which they did say the other day wasn't as serious as they had thought. Um, but he will be out for a couple of games. And this way, uh, you have a little bit of depth there. So you don't have to fall back on the 16-year-old who's never seen league action. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Who'd be coming from basically playing club soccer to yep. professional <laughs> just to, exactly. you know, jump in and have fun. Yeah. Unlike Dane who went straight from clean sheets and USL to, <laughs> to clean sheets and MLS. Yep. yep. So, so this guy's name is um, Adrian Zendejas. He's coming from uh, Nashville, right? Yep. Nashville. He was on the bench with them and I think on loan to SKC too. Ooh. for a while there All so right. he hasn't seen a whole lot of match action either um but he's older has a little bit more experience kind of a journeyman oh is he has at least one late in 22 <laughs> i'm not sure uh, of the age he's older he's older oh, i want to say i'll pull it up again i know it it was on the sheet while you look it up i'll i'll talk about we moved from Chacon Freed to all of a sudden maybe free Chacon, where maybe we're going in reverse. Uh, because as we've alluded to here, this team is extremely beat up. And before the match that happened yesterday, we had, I'm going to go through, I mean, Opara, we already know, but Miller's still out. Raji Sin, you, you mentioned, out. Finley's out. Amaria's out. Alonso's out. Hayes gets added. Schoenfeld gets added. We're falling apart. I mean, this is this is not a good situation. So for the simple fact that we need a little bit of depth and actually somebody that can come off the bench, <laughs> I think I think he finally re- he realized, yeah, maybe we shouldn't send him back so soon. Yeah. 
Go ahead, Bridget. You got an age? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Dentaeus is 25. Okay. Yeah. So old. And six foot five. Six wow. five. Well, I guess that's good for a goalie. Yeah, I think yeah. that's about what uh, Thane's probably a shade under that runs things close. Mm-hmm. Well, and Emmings is gigantic. Emmings for, is like seven feet tall. So. Right, for being 16. So do you think this is just, um, uh, the, with the Chacon thing, do you think this is just, okay, well, we're just going to keep them on till we get some of these injuries off our plate? That's a great question. Um, Possibly. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the whole point of loaning him out is to get him minutes. Mm-hmm. And if you see a chance that he can see minutes here, there's no point in going through the, trans- the loan transfer process to send him back. Mm-hmm. If, I mean, if they did it, they'd probably do it with the option to recall, like they typically do. Mm-hmm. And why do that just to recall him the next week, especially mm-hmm. if he's going to a different country, not like – it's not, it's a little more difficult than just sending them down to USL. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. That injury list is so bleak though, that I think even he realized yeah. that there's abs- there's nothing physically wrong with the guy. <laughs> it's like, why are we sending him away? Yep. <laughs> so. Do you have all four limbs? Yes, that's right. It's like the, uh, Can uh play 45 Mon- minutes without cramping. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I was going to say it's like, it's like Monty Python. Merely a flesh wound. Merely a flesh wound. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, Which, speak- and we'll see the importance of that when we talk about last night. Yes, <laughs> you're right. You're right. Before before we get there, let's talk about the the big news that dropped on this Friday. This is this is pretty recent. Well, the, so the the rumors were Friday, but the official announcement was yesterday, right before. The okay. Match. Go ahead and take it. It's it's happened. So, yeah. So we. Um, we're able to trade for Kai Kamara of the Colorado Rapids, um, recently also seen with uh, Houston and Columbus. And this is <laughs> and his, every other MLS team. <laughs> pretty much. This is his eighth team. So basically, he's played with an entire conference. Um, yep. But I mean, solid striker. He's scored 10 plus goals per season for the last, I think they said last night, five years. Five years straight of 10 plus goals. Sounds right. Has like 130 in MLS. Um, Fifth and, most in league history. Yeah. yeah. He's the guy that you don't really want to face in Colorado. Uh, he was, when I made that trip out to Denver uh, last year for the game there, I was really happy that he was playing that day. Every once in a while, they'll rest him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's, he's super fun to watch. So It's huge. I mean, some people are saying now like, play is going to be insane. Exactly. That's where I was going to go. I'm uh, just thinking about him and Reynoso and the balls coming in from, from Gasper and Metaner yep. also. He, he's oh, yeah. aerial. He's such a great aerial threat. Put him side I by mean, side with Molino. <sighs> it's going to be wild. It's going to be really interesting yep. to see. And, and something other people were mentioning too, which I totally agree with is Mason toy needs a role model, right? He needs an yep. elder statesman. There is nobody better that I can think of than Kamara basically be like, all right, buddy, let's sit down, dissect these things, and let's yep. talk about what you can do a little bit better. I mean, perfect. Exactly. Just like we saw Gasper sitting down with Aparo last season. The two of them right. paired up, made things work on left. Um, 
yeah, Mason's totally on his own up there um, and just having to to find the balance and find where he can where he can really help out. Really, his only part, partner is Adrian Heath, the striker mm-hmm. whisperer. And that doesn't really help you so much when you're stuck up there on a little island in front of the pole and not getting a ball. So what do you think he needs, Bridget? I think he needs someone like Kamara. I mean, if you play two at the front, Mm -hmm. he can help him make those things happen. Send it into the universe. I'd love to see two strikers. (laughs) Yep. Even if they don't play it that way, if, if Kamara is the starting striker and Toy's coming on as a sub, just having the midfield work with somebody like Kai mm-hmm. is going to open up some possibilities that maybe they haven't tried um, tactically for the last mm-hmm. couple of years. They haven't really had that true striker um, who's consistent. Um, I mean, we, we kind of saw that the first couple of games with Amaria, where mm-hmm. they Finally, hey, we can make this pass because there's a guy up there who can take advantage of it. He can make that space. He can take those balls. Um, he can do the one-time shots. Uh, having them working with Tamara, if you pull him out and put Toy in, they've already seen, you know, what spaces they can create, and Toy should be able to slot right in there and continue that momentum. So, I have two questions. Um, one, he's, he's 36. So what are we thinking time-wise? A year, maybe two? Yeah, it's definitely like a short-term, short-term fix. Mm -hmm. Uh, but we've basically got the same with Ozzy and Apara. Sure. So just having Uh, that veteran presence makes a huge difference. He's not going to be your fastest striker, but his form hasn't really changed a whole lot in the last right. five years. We, we need the garbage goals too, right? We, yeah. we have so yep. many missed opportunities. Just like yep. if you were one step where you should have been to just tap it in exactly. and, and he'll do that. Oh yeah. You need, and that you comes need with the, experience. Uh, exactly. Yes. Yes. Uh, second question, Amaria. What's, what, what are we thinking? What's going to happen with Amaria? Is, is he going to stay? Is this loan uh, is it going to be an option to buy? Is he going back? Are we thinking this is just, you know, he, he's injured. We're going to keep moving through it or I don't know. I'm putting it out there. I, I honestly don't have the answer. So I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think they're just trying to survive his injury at this point um, and still give him a chance to do something once he comes back fit. Uh, so having a short-term option in Kamara kind of opens things up there where you can still give Honoria the chance uh, to do what he had promised to do. Uh, obviously <laughs> what was not, it, 25? 25, yeah. He's obviously not, not on track to score 25 goals this season. Um, but having that backup option means that you can kind of see what he could do and not not have to protect him so much, which is kind of what they were doing for the last month. Okay, so you'd be in the camp that they'll they'll keep him around. I would think they keep him for a little while and, and just okay. kind of see how the injury plays out. I don't think they would cut it just because of that injury. Mm-hmm. I doubt that he would necessarily exercise the buy option right now, okay. but um, they do have a little time before they need to make that decision. So Fair enough. I see him sticking around for a little while to see what happens. 
you know, I'd hope so because there was those glimpses we had between between him and Molino and him yeah. and Bebelo haven't even got a chance to play. I mean, that's right. something I think we all want to see. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I hope, I hope he does stick around a little bit. Um, one thing I wanted to mention. Okay. So as we, as we transition into the next dynamo match here, our esteemed co-host and uh, producer tech guru Rodrigo was on a super cool show called total dynamo en Espanol. I talked with a gentleman named Federico and it was really great. Um, I, I think I posted it on the socials. Uh, just, just super cool. And, and one, it got me thinking too, that <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you two are thrilled about this, but maybe we'll start doing some, either some segments or some Patreons or something in Espanol or Portuñol, Portuguese. I'm not sure how we'll throw it out, but you know, it's just, it's just kind of a unique perspective and pathway and kind of something we can do that uh, not necessarily any of the other Minnesota podcasting shows can on that kind of comfort level. So Definitely. still in the works, still thinking about it, but uh, check out if, if you do speak Spanish or if you're learning Spanish, uh, it's a really good show. And then Rodrigo- Do you know where those guys are based, Eric? They're in Houston. Okay. Yep, and they gave us a really um, good shout out. So gracias, solidaridad to uh, nuestros amigos ahí in Houston, gracias. You know, it's interesting. Um, maybe Rodrigo is going to be like international commentator. <laughs> he, he is paving the yellow brick road. <laughs> he sure is. It's kind of cool. I don't know. It is. Yeah. It is. It is. So, yeah, check that out. And like I said, we'll figure it out here at Minnesota Football Show, too, how we all kind of want to do it. I, I've just been trying to get uh, Pablo to go on like – crazy rants on patreon so hopefully that will start to happen but the idea of actually mixing it into the show i think is kind of cool too um all right so yesterday we had another match very much the the tale of two ma two halves as we've seen before uh minnesota goes back to houston this is what rodrigo and his and federico were talking about previewing it um it's a two-two tie I don't even know where to begin because it's just, it's just so schizophrenic. I guess there's no word I can think of. <laughs> um, bipolar. 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 Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, it Diva started, started again. Yeah. Looked great. Metinair is back in the lineup. Go ahead. Go, you, you can take it, Bridget. I mean, it started decent. And go back to the four-two-three-one, which they're fairly comfortable in. Um, obviously, with some new bodies in there, but it, I, yeah, I don't really know where to start either. Um, the usual, they, the usual. They looked pretty good. Issues. Like yeah. the first fifteen minutes, you know, first five, they're feeling each other out. Nothing really happens, but then you start to see quick runs, good cuts. Mm -hmm. Very fast passes. I'm like, ooh, okay, we got some good buildup. People are starting to connect. Yeah. And then it, it leads to the 11th minute where awesome goal by Molino starts in the midfield with just a, a – it wasn't even a turnover as much as a whiff. I think their, their yeah. player just completely whipped it. <laughs> the ball goes to Greg, who's just like, oh, okay, not my birthday, but thank you. <laughs> um, immediately recovers it, sees Molino taking off on the left perfect pass there were this is this was the game of like really nice weighted passes that i remember yes. too gets him in stride um takes one touch far post we're up one nil 
11 minutes. It got quiet. <laughs> I'm just saying that I'm, that's not. A, I'm having headphones issues. <laughs> oh, okay. I was just going to say this is not a common thing where 10 minutes or so in, we, we have a lead. Sheila, did you get a chance to watch this one yesterday? Uh, I was able to watch um, just like the highlights because I don't yeah. have a TV, unfortunately. But Say it again? I don't have a TV right now, so that <laughs> makes, I'm makes not watching allowed. games a little bit difficult. No, I'm, I'm not allowed to use the TV. I have to watch on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> how, do you, how do you do that? Uh, just I have the uh, access through, through our patron, Mr. Zeller, and I... I see. Log, log on and I watch in the backyard because I'm nice. kicked out of the house. <laughs> wow, but, it's uh, that bad, huh? Yeah, you know? <laughs> no, they, they, they have movies and they're doing their own thing. And it's like, I, I, could, I could have headphones in, which I've done before, but I'm trying to soak up the ni not last nice month or whatever we have. So yeah. take, take advantage. Uh -huh. But anyway, back to the match. Again, it's kind of surprising whenever we go up early like this uh, on a really mm -hmm. nice counter. Um, speaking of weighted passes, so, oh, I love this moment. Nothing ended up coming of it, but 14th minute, Bebelo, just, it's the, it's the smoothest, nice pass yeah. right to Toy's feet. Remember this one, Bridget? Yep. It was beautiful. It was perfect. Oh, so nice. Um, what else we got? Oh, this, this whole situation was a bit of a mess. Uh, Metanier is under a lot of pressure from Memo Rodriguez. He's he's trying to find somebody to pass to, but he's also not helping himself. I feel like he almost made it worse. He kind of boxed himself in and it got to the point where he actually Rodriguez gets by him and Boxall has to come run in before he gets too close to goal, takes him down like right almost at the end line there. PK is called 16th minute. We just scored. It's like, here we go. We've, we've, we've seen this. We've seen, we know this song. We've heard this tune oh, before. Oh yeah. Yep. Um, and I, uh, oh, yes, DQ, of course. Darwin Quintero wants another one from, take another one from <laughs> Adrian Heath. Steps up. What happens? Huge block from DFC. Massive save. Massive. Uh, which, DQ doesn't miss those. Darwin doesn't miss those shots. Yep. Uh, but you could definitely tell, and they were talking about it last night. He's he's been facing plenty of penalty shots in practice. He's faced Darwin in practice last last couple of years. Yep. Um, so he he knew what was coming, uh, but it was huge, and that had you know all the chance of taking the wind out of their sails completely. Um, but they really picked up some confidence and momentum there. Oh, it was amazing. It was the, the fact that he dove left too, but had the wherewithal to stretch and yep. then be able to kick he it away. That hand back foot. and his foot. Yep. Sick. I, so I mentioned I was watching on my phone at the table uh, in, the, in the backyard. The phone was on the ground at that point. <laughs> I, I think I jumped up and the phone went flying. <laughs> That was that was pretty exciting. I did, yeah. His, that was um, his first ever in-game penalty that he's faced, I believe. Okay, mm. huge, huge, huge. Um, so much congrats, and we'll we'll keep heaping praise on on Dane St. Clair as we were in the previous match because 
Although, you know, we'll get to the goals against, but he still looked awesome. Especially, you know, the fact that we called him back, that he was not ever the starting keeper as this whole new COVID season started. He has, at least in, and I think I can speak for all of us here, he has very much solidified his place, his place rather, is this is mine. I'm the new mm-hmm. keeper. <laughs> um, what else we got? Got some more. Oh, they had the, the battle free kick. Uh, another beautiful kick that I, 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 I'll, I'll give it to either one of you two. I'm not exactly sure what happened, but Gregush was right there to either volley it or head it or something. I don't know if the defender got a touch on it at the last minute, but it was so close to being something. You guys remember this? Yeah, it was like the 22nd. I think he was a little off balance um, going for that header and just barely mm-hmm. whiffed on it. It was um, really close. There, there was a deflection there too, I think. Okay. Um, okay. I think that's what – that was maybe why he was off balance. That makes sense. Yeah, it was, it was close. Very close. Very. Uh, 27th, Metonair, uh, great slide tackle to break up the play. I just love a nice slide tackle. And he puts on a good show when he goes down because he usually, you know, he's, he's got very good knees and, and like quads are the size of my body. So when he goes down and just pops up right away, it's, it's a beautiful thing to see. Um, we got the, the, another DSC save. They, they just keep coming. 1v1 break. I, I got very nervous again, but then I was like, you know what? He just saved the penalty. He's feeling pretty good. Um, this is what – he and Gasper, I think, are actually talking to each other at this point, right? I think so, yeah. yeah. And, and because they played together in college, I think they have this, this sixth sense, like they know what the other one's going to do or whatever. I don't know. But, yeah, he, he dives – and he he gets the block and the and the ball kind of squirts by, but he's it's not going anywhere. And whew, great save again. Um, what else we got? We can skip all this. I don't know. I'll I'll throw you before we. Oh, let's mention this because obviously we're going to talk about the uh, the red card down the way. So Bebelo gets scissor kicked in the forty third minute by Vera. And I mean, it looks bad. It is whoosh. It is the scissors, mm-hmm. and he and he gets a yellow. I just I just like put that in as a footnote. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and it, go and ahead. it wasn't the first time. No, no, it was it was getting rough out there. It yeah, was getting rough. They were hacking out his heels the whole match. So. Yep. Yep. Um, forty sixth, right before we go to halftime, got a little magic from our uh, apocalyptica Finnish god named Lud. <laughs> uh, once again, it starts with the weighted pass from Bebelo, lands right to Mr. Lud, who then passes it to Molino. They, they actually, Toy is making a run and kind of does the dummy run and goes right by. It was pretty sweet. Whether it was, whether it was on purpose or not, it looked good. Yeah. Uh, um, Molino shoots. It's saved. And, uh, and Lud's there to clean it up. And who, who's the uh, Houston keeper? Or did I forget his name? I can't remember either. Uh, Merritt. Okay. Marich. So, he, so he saves it, and he almost tries to pull like the the DSC from a couple weeks ago, where he like grabs it and moves it over. Yep. But this one's a little. It, it, it's just clear, I think, because it's on the ground. Yeah. Right. That it's that's clearly past the line, and so the ref's right there. He he calls it a goal. Yep. So there you go. Not bad. We we go into halftime two 0 I was feeling pretty good. It was a pretty good half. I agree. I feel like um, Lude is is turning out to be like 
like a huge like key player of the team. Yeah, well, it turns out that when you play him in his natural position read my on mind. the right side. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Um, so we go into second half. We have a, a quick change right away. So, Debasi, I'm not sure what happens, but he goes out. I think it's an injury now just to add to that yeah, enormous list. The broadcast team was talking about they heard it was an injury of some sort, but I never really saw anything on camera. Yeah. So we and we still don't know uh, what happened there. But. Right. So Aha goes in. Um, and, and then we start our little, we talk about this every week, our danger zone between halftime kickoff and like the 47th minute. <laughs> Shit always goes wrong. Every time. <laughs> Consistently. Uh, so it's, it's Darwin again, DQ. Uh, lots of pressure on St. Clair. Um, I just put it, I actually put danger zone. <laughs> so he gets, he, he, DSC again, standing on his head, gets another big save. Um, and then right after it too, DSC, it's just DSC save, DSC save. I remember this one specifically where um, I think I got the guy's name wrong, but AHA and Boxel actually got split on this pass. And it was another one where it was really close. Like, I'm not sure what you'd actually call it a 1v1, but it, it looked like that was going to be a goal scoring opportunity. And he did it again. Um, but then let's get to the inevitable, I suppose. <laughs> I, I guess before I ask this, what, so up to, up to this point, this is now like the 58th minute. Houston must have made an adjustment because as, as well as the midfield had played in that first half, they were pressing. They, were, they weren't allowing the other Houston midfielders to even get the ball. They were all over them. So I don't know what changed to all of a sudden get more control because something changed. I think they had two or three subs coming back from halftime. I want to say it was two, and they were they were both midfield, uh, so there was a bit more pressure there in moving okay. the ball forward. Fresh legs. Yeah, that makes sense because that leads to the 58th with our our old friend, <laughs> Mr. Quintero. Um, DSC goes up for a save. He does the the whole punch save thing. Gets out pretty far, but I mean sometimes you got to do that when you're doing that kind of a save. But, but it just sucks that – I don't blame – it's hard to put blame on anybody for this one. It just lands to Darwin, right? Yeah. And, and he does what he does. He does what he used to do for Minnesota United. He does his chip. What are you going to do? And Dane was – he was definitely prepared to drop back again. Uh, on the replay, it looks like he's kind of tripping forward after he punches the ball away. Uh, mm. So he's not able to backtrack again. And Darwin sees that. And just yep. one touch, little tap chip over Dane. Um, it it was perfect. I think it was. It's, there there wasn't a whole lot that they could do. Um, there yeah, there was no one behind Dane at that point. He was like mm -hmm. five yards out, but there was no one back there helping there. Yeah, I agree. This one I just feel is just kind of bad luck, and the, and the fact that. I mean, Dane did what he was supposed to do. He, he made the decision. Yeah. All right, I'm coming out. I'm going to punch this thing. Just the fact that it landed right at Darwin Quintero's yeah. feet, it's like, oh, yeah. damn it. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's kinda, bad luck. It went out to the side a little bit instead of going over over their heads. So, yeah, Darwin's the one guy you don't want on the other end of that one. Mm. Correct. 
so two to one at that point. Uh, we have a couple subs. Um, Harrison comes in for Toy, so we're trying to maybe go for a little more of a defensive formation. I marked in here maybe Molino. I was kind of starting to notice that that Molino probably could have used a sub about this point. Mm-hmm. He was gassed. And, yeah, he was gassed, and, and that will uh, come into play here in a sec. Um, he does, though, however, have a great shot on goal about the 65th minute. I think it comes from Lud, if I'm not mistaken, but he just turns and buries that thing. I mean, tons of power. And I think the, the keeper just gets a finger on it to, to get it out. Huge shot, though. Um, all right. So we will talk about this next one here because th- this one I definitely feel could have gone better. <laughs> um, yeah. So in the 69th, Quintero has a free kick. And DSC once again saves it. Uh, nobody tracks the rebound. Nobody. And Mano Figueroa is just standing there. <laughs> I'm not even sure he had to move for the header. He just stood there and let the so. ball. Yeah, he just let the ball hit his head and it went yep. back into the goal. Yep. So uh, what do we talk about? How do we start about this one? First of all, who's covering Figueroa, I guess? I think it was Molino's guy. It was Molino's guy. I think you're right. And that goes that goes to what we were talking about as well, mm-hmm. right? He's gassed. He's tired. Use your subs, Adrian. Por favor. Come on. We talk about this all the time. But even, I don't know, it, it, it bothers me that what, – what, what was Aja doing at this point, though, too? Where, where were the center backs? Could, could anybody else have they gotten that ball? Of, I mean, they were – all kind of there was a pile up inside the box there um i don't think anyone was watching for an aerial and big was there yeah that one sucked i i that that goal made me mad (laughs) (laughs) um so there that's two two and once again we've all been here as minnesota united supporters we've We've seen this happen before. Um, what else we got? I'm just scrolling through. We got a couple of good shots. DSC gets more. Um, I don't know. I think I'm ready to call it there. Tale of two halves. I mean, what more can you say? The the, the mental slips, the midfield getting overrun. Oh, yeah, we, oh, we got to talk about the red. I almost forgot about that. Okay, so I'll, I'll let you. One of you two take it. Sheila, do you want to narrate this one? Did you see the red card? Um, no, I didn't see this. All right. Bridget? Well, and none of us saw it until much later. Um, <laughs> that's true. That's, that's a good point. <laughs> so I think it was Minnesota had a free kick in there, uh, and nothing comes of it. And then out of nowhere, the whistle's blown, and they go to VAR. And all we know, since, you know, the broadcast team isn't there due to COVID, it's kind of sitting around waiting for information. But we find out it's violent conduct off the ball. Um, so when they go back and find that video, you see Jan is basically surrounded by Houston players. Um, it appears that as he's trying to take the ball, uh, a Houston player reaches for it, and Jan kind of does the the no-look backhand slap motion. 
uh, he misses. I don't think he was really trying. Yeah, um, he didn't connect. He definitely didn't no. connect. And if you look from a certain angle, someone said it looks more like maybe the Houston player was holding his arm and he was trying to pull away, um, which is also plausible. But uh, apparently the official of the angle where it looks like a slap uh, and that's an automatic red. So that was 87th minute. So you're tied 2-2. Um, obviously some expecting some stoppage time. Uh but it it was a strange foul, just no because of all the things that um, had gone on the entire match. Understandable that it's an automatic red for violent conduct. It doesn't matter if you touch them or not. Um, it doesn't. That's weird. What a weird, what well, a weird rule. It's an it's intent, not um, uh -huh. you know. Okay. I but thought so too, Sheila. But but I understand why. I think that's why, very though, strange. I think I, that's yeah. very strange. Yeah, it, with Brit the interpretation is what's... what's There's a lot of wiggle room there. Oh, yeah. for sure. And I, I mean, to Bridget's point, we talked about it, you know, a couple minutes ago. There was a super violent scissor kick mm -hmm. against yeah. Bebelo, and that was a yellow. Yeah. And there were plenty what more that weren't carded at all. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, you look at... Uh, you look at a few weeks ago when we saw Greg just get taken down in the box um, in what looked like a American football tackle uh, and that wasn't called um, just the way that we're using VAR is strange and yeah um, you know, when they, when they started using it in the Premier League, listening to some of the podcasts, I was always entertained by the people saying, well, it's, you know, it's taking away from the game. It's, you can't just let a physical game go anymore. You're instead going back and, you know, picking out little things um, and not necessarily looking at one or two other plays. So it's one of those pick and choose your battle kind of deals, but every official does it differently. Um, so we don't, we don't see any of these cards for most of the game. Uh, you see close to 90 minutes of just constant pick and forth. It was mostly from Houston and they were a little frustrated. Uh, and like I said on Twitter last night, better game management would have prevented the situation completely. Um, Bill McGuire did say, you know, Anger management would have definitely taken care of that <laughs> incident. Um, but do you think? Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to ask. Do you think they try and appeal this one? Probably. Yeah. Um, it's because it didn't land, and because it's the video is kind of open for interpretation, just with angles. Mm -hmm. I would say that they do. I mean, there was no point in appealing Metinair's card last week. Right. Um, that was a bit more obvious, but I think they would, especially the way that the entire game went. You can't manage a game like that and then decide, well, okay, I'll call this one on VAR. Well, and then considering, too, they play on Wednesday against yeah. Columbus. We yeah. already talked about that ridiculously long injured list. And now Gregush goes on as, as a suspension. I mean, that's it's getting out of control at that point. <laughs> yep. Thankfully, Kamara will be available on Wednesday. However, um, that does not help your already struggling midfield. We're going to stick him in at the eight? 
<laughs> well, I mean, you don't have to worry about parking the bus, I guess, with right, uh, Kamara up front. Um, but, so yeah, this Molino's Molino needs rest. Um, yeah, possible, that's, that's possible what I was going to say. After they pull him out. Oh, that's right. I forgot. I didn't mention that. He does go yeah. down. Yeah. He calls. He calls for the sub. Yeah. Yep. Oh, see, that sucks. He, he too. went we, down just a few too many times. And it didn't have to get to that point, did it? No, exactly. Um, so, yeah, so that, that was the point I was going to make is Edwards is there. Chacon. They, they wanted to hold on to Chacon and not send him back. That would have been the opportunity even, to, even yep. to give him like 10 minutes. Yep. Oh. But now maybe we'll see with players needing rest and at least like eight people out on Wednesday. Um, how about like Chacon and Reynoso behind Kamara? Not that hey. it will happen, but we we can we can dream about. You you are you are speaking. I was gonna say you're you're dancing the forbidden dance right now. That's some <laughs> lambada. <laughs> uh, I'm just listening to that. Like eight players out. That's that's almost an entire starting lineup uh-huh. that we have injured. Yep. Oh, that's painful. Yeah, and they're all they're all the big names. It's you know, it's not the, the bit players who are out. I mean I know that it's um you know, it's fate or it's it's not it's not anyone's fault when someone gets injured, usually, you know, but at the same right. time it's like you know what? What is what is being done that is that is making this be an environment where so many players are hurting themselves? I, yeah. I mean, it's it's not just this team. We saw it with Sporting Kansas City. Houston had a few as well. This yep. packed schedule is definitely taking a toll. Yeah, we've I think played. That's right. Starting to wear. This was this was five games in fifteen days. Mm-hmm. Um, Columbus will be game six in 19, 20 days. So it's it's absurd. They're not getting that rest time. Um, right. They're getting everyone's tired and frustrated, so they're getting beat up constantly on the pitch. Uh, and you see Molino go to ground on plays that he wouldn't typically be falling over, you know, yeah. certain fouls. Um, so the game is getting more physical. But when they're tired, that just becomes dangerous. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, we'll take another break in a sec here. Let's look at really quickly. I don't know if there's any other scores that kind of stand out from from yesterday. Dallas gets gets a pretty big win, three two over Kansas City. That's ramifications for us, of course. We actually, I think we dropped to fourth in the standings because of that one. Um, Atlanta continues to get smoked. They lose <laughs> two two to one to Inter. <laughs> Uh, what else? Uh, oh, Chicago. How about that four-one Chicago? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So here is that. That's our Frankie. Does it apply? Uh huh. Ah, sure course. does. Beautiful. How how many? <laughs> I guess is the is the follow-up. Um, I've only seen the replay of one, but I from what I gather, there were at least total that were most definitely oh, on him. Francisco. Um, and then the other one I guess I would point out is uh, once again, this, this is I guess in two weeks 
So the score I should mention, Portland just destroys San Jose six to one. But not that long ago, they lost like seven to one, wasn't it? Against uh, yep. who did they play? LAFC or L- LA Galaxy? Maybe it was. Uh, I think it was Galaxy. Galaxy. So I mean, they're 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 putting up some uh, 2017 loons numbers here, <laughs> like 11 goals in a couple That's, of weeks. Yeah, did you did you see the tweet after that one? After that seven one game, uh, uh-uh. United tweeted a picture of the scoreboard from that New Mexico Ooh. game. <laughs> Welcome to ouch. the 7-1 club. Ouch, ouch, ouch. <laughs> so it does... It was, it was a Cincinnati game. But does, Almeida, does Almeida have a job? Maybe he keeps, keeps his job? He's, uh, he's on the bubble, I think. He's, yeah, yeah. Um, we, we got some questions. They're more hypothetical than anything. Our, <laughs> our, brew, our brewer for uh, Minnesota Football Show, Mr. Fidget, Yes, why can't we have nice things in Minnesota <laughs> soccer? <laughs> we just Boy, if I, yeah, I say if we'd be making the big bucks if we had the answer to that. Um, this one, I'm not sure. SSFC, what's that stand for? I'm, I'm actually not sure, and I didn't okay. get a chance to, to ask him. So, socially distanced snark says, why does SSFC sacrifice kittens in their 18 every full moon? <laughs> Great question. I guess we'll look into that one. Thank you, though, fellow uh, tweeters. We appreciate your questions. And uh, if we have to do a little more research, we will do so to get to them. (laughs) Uh, But let's take another break, and we'll do some international stuff. Hi, this is Lisa Watch, and no, you must be tweeting because I am definitely not blessing your ears in this podcast. Anyways, back to the Minnesota Football Show. All right, de volta no show Minnesotano de Futebol. I just throw that Portuguese in there for a little. <laughs> Bridget, Sheila, my name is Eric. We're all here. We do some international stuff. We got lots of, all the leagues are back now. Bundesliga is back. La Liga is back. Premier League is back. Let's go there. Um, Bridget, your Liverpool had had quite the uh, – it was more like a boxing fight last week with Leeds, <laughs> right? A couple lead changes, yep. back and forth, back and forth. Um, what, what did you see in that match? They ultimately win 4-3, to three, but it was not an easy road. No, it was, it was really fun to watch. I think Leeds is going to be that team, just like with Wolves last year, uh, you know, all of a few months ago. Um, they're it's a solid side. They put up a fight. It was definitely back and forth the entire match. Um, yeah, it was it was just a fun one to watch. We should mention. I don't uh, really remember any particular things of note, but I was just going to point out we got to talk about Jack Harrison. Um, got his career. I mean, he's yeah. from England, but he moves over at a young age to the East Coast, of the United States, gets drafted into NYCFC. So another MLS connection there, going back to England, and then gets his first goal against yeah. Liverpool. Pretty huge. So he kind of joins the whole this whole new line of uh, I put him in with Davies and Tyler Adams and everybody. I mean, it's a little different because he is actually English national, but nonetheless. Yeah. 
so. MLS connection. Um, Arsenal had a really great start. They looked pretty good. 3-0 over Fulham. Uh, Everton wins against Tottenham. Big win for MJ. I'm sure he's very <laughs> thrilled. They have quite the squad. I mean, there's there's a yeah. lot of big names with getting James Rodriguez and uh, some other guys in there too. Alan from Brazil stops in. I don't know. Is it, what do you think as the as the Liverpoolian? Is, is it going to be like a legit Merseyside battle this year? It usually is. Um, yeah, I think it will. Okay. For sure. So I'm looking at my my Lobos just because I got to follow my Chio Nuno. They look pretty good. I caught a little bit of this match. I actually caught like the first 20 minutes, which was which was all I needed because they scored two goals in like five <laughs> minutes. <laughs> and that was the game. <laughs> like, they they yeah. held out 2-0. Uh, Chelsea looked good as well. No surprise there. Uh, yesterday, this brings us to uh, Everton again looking pretty good. 5-2 over West Brom. Leeds get their win. Same scoreline, but in reverse. 4-3 yeah. for them. <laughs> um. Got some uh, Crystal Palace beats Manchester United. Wow, I didn't see that one. That's a big win. Uh, um, Man, he was kind of a mess. Yikes. Talk to me about your uh, – so Liverpool played today. I know, I know there's, yeah. there was a lot of chat on social media of everybody <laughs> angry at uh, the Peacock Network thing, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> What's that all about? I mean – NBC has been great about putting Liverpool and Man United and Everton and the the top clubs on network TV um, and how they're carrying. Uh, I think they all had like bottom of the table, typically bottom of the table. It's only week two, um, but they were carrying those matches on broadcast TV and everything else was kicked over to Peacock, not even NBC Gold, which a lot of us had already subscribed to to watch a game here and there. so most of today's action is on Peacock. Uh, I have Xfinity, which should get you Peacock Premium at no charge. It wouldn't work. So mm. now I have a Peacock subscription. Damn. One more to add to the deal. That's um, how they get you. Yep. Yep. So a lot of people saying that NBC is really doing a disservice to the American broadcast audience, um, which it spent years building and gaining loyalty from and and they've done a fairly good job up until this point like i've always yep. i mean when it comes to premier league you know i'm pretty fair weather i mean yes i like my chill nunu and wolves but it's like i turn on the tv just to watch whatever they give yeah. me and i'm like all right fine this, yeah. this will work used to be there is even if you couldn't find your team you could at least find a game right. somewhere on an nbc network right slip through right. the channels um and they're partnered with Telemundo, so every once in a while you see a game on there. So, yep. you know, yep. I've watched quite a few Liverpool games in Spanish. So I couldn't find it elsewhere. Um, Excelente pati. <laughs> <laughs> and now there's, you know, you can have a packed schedule and there's maybe one match on broadcast TV. Yeah, that sucks. Ugh. Did they, how did it go, though, did Liverpool today? Uh, big win, 2-0. Chelsea red card right before halftime. <laughs> Oof. All right. Um, there you go. If you check out Jeff Ruder's Twitter, he made a nice meme about uh, how the Chelsea player was anxiety and Mane, who was the victim of the foul, is you trying to get away from your anxiety for the last seven months. <laughs> solid meme there. Um, I'll check that one out. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was a fun match. 
Um, nice. Chelsea's not doing that great. All right. Well, we'll keep going just for a little bit more. Um, this is one was more for Rodrigo, but it, I think we probably all saw this, the Belgian league thing with the, uh, the open goal situation where there was one shot that hits the post, lands right to a runner with a literal open goal. There is no nope. keeper. He's out. The defenders are all the way up. He, he could just blow on the ball <laughs> and it would go in the net. But somehow, I, I don't even know how this happens. He, he side foots it and it also hits the post and goes out of bounds <laughs> to an open goal. Uh-huh. Unbelievable. I mean, and this is like first division. So if this would happen in MLS, right? All the Euro snobs would be out. Oh yeah, this is MLS. Yeah. This is top league Belgian league. <laughs> Man. Yep. And all the, uh, all the NWSL players who were retweeting that and saying, well, gee, if only they had the talent of the women's leagues. That's, that's usually how the Euros tend to see um, yeah. any women's league. Yeah. I, I had to watch it a few times because it was, it was so unbelievable. I'm like, nah. Yep. <laughs> uh, I actually did – so at the Brazil Goiás update, I did something for patrons, so I, don't, I won't spend a lot of time on it. But they had a pretty humongous win last week. They're sitting – they were sitting, at the very least, bottom of the table, bottom feeders, not a lot to play for. Internacional is number one currently in the league. Nobody really saw this match going anywhere. They were just going to wipe the floor with them. That's certainly what I expected. They have a brand-new coach. His name's Lengi. I think this is his second match is all he's going against the leaders. I mean, all the cards, the narrative was already written. This is going to be a blowout. And in four minutes, the Goyaz defender Jefferson gets a red card right away, right away. And it was bad too. It was a terrible tackle. So they're playing a man down for basically 90 minutes. And somehow ladies, they pull it off. Nice. It, was, it was the David and Goliath. They, they get a nice goal right after halftime. They bunker, bunker, bunker. And, yeah, the worst beats the best. <laughs> so they survive. I think they're still in relegation, but at least they're not, like, the bottom. Right. Well, that's huge. Yeah, it was, it was pretty remarkable. Um, and, and, I mean, talk about giving confidence from the new coach, too. I mean, that's, that's the other good thing. It's just like, okay, maybe we do have something to, to build and work with. Neymar, we should talk a little bit about Neymar, um, has, has a racist incident in the, in the uh, French League. He gets, it gets told, you know, shut up, macaco. We all know what that means, calaboca macaco. Um, and he's spot on it. Like, he, he goes to the ref, right? He's like, racismo no, racismo no, racismo no. Ref doesn't do anything, which we've also seen before. Fast forward a little bit, a brawl breaks out. Bench is cleared. I think four red cards are given. I can't remember. Neymar gets one of them because he because he basically stands up for himself. Nobody's doing anything, so he he it, it's it's kind of it's funny. It kind of goes back to the the gray goose thing. Like he 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 was justified to actually I think take a swing and just punch this guy. He doesn't. He gives him more like the tap on the back of the head, which then leads to everybody else coming out. So so he gets red carded. The other guy I think also does too, but. I don't know. It just brings out this question of 
this could have been dealt with in a much better way where the person that was actually saying racist garbage just gets booted red card yeah. and taken out and the match is able to continue without it escalating to this point where Neymar has to do something about it. Yeah. I mean, the language should be considered in that violent conduct bylaw. Exactly. It's, I mean, we've seen them do that for um, other, you know, poor sportsmanship or verbal abuse. Um, so racism should really fall into that. But I can't believe it doesn't. And That's I mean, crazy. I'm sure there's, I'm not sure about that league, um, but I think it is actually mentioned. Um, I think it is. I think it is. Books. But and, and let I me, mean, if you have an official who doesn't think it's that big of a deal. That's where mm-hmm. it lands. That's where it lands. And, and he was, Plus, I mean, he was right on it. If you watch the video, yeah. he's yelling at the ref. Yeah. Do something about this. But then it's also Neymar who tends yeah. to cry wolf and rolls around. So it could be that the officials like, yeah, not from you, buddy, whatever. Um, there's there's that. It, it really, I mean, it shouldn't matter. And I, shouldn't. This, this brings Neymar up a couple levels for me. Um, yeah, and you know, P- my respect for the man. So PSG came out immediately with a statement in solidarity. I know they're trying to appeal it and get it all figured out. Fair, our friends at Fair are working on it as well. Um, I think what's interesting too, like I was looking at the Brazilian press, and there were a lot of really uh, interesting points where, you know, Neymar hasn't necessarily been the most like out and proud person about his Africanness, about his roots, and so some of them were just kind of questioning. Why it, it took this incident perhaps to really make him realize, oh, wait a minute, I'm a part of this as well, I'm right? I, I'm, yes, exactly. I, I, can't, I can't escape Who's my roots. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was kind of an interesting perspective. Because, I mean, he, you know, like, like you were alluding to, yes, he's, he's overhyped, he's overpaid, he's all these other things too. But at the end of the day, if, if Neymar is walking in a hoodie in South Minneapolis and a cop rolls by, is he going to be treated any differently than any other person of African descent? He is not. Right. And so maybe it took this act to bring his level of consciousness up. I don't, I'm not sure. I just thought that was kind of a, an interesting take. I agree. Um, I'm going to save, like I said, Libertadores. If you guys look the patrons, you'll get some of that. The one thing I will mention that I was, was pretty amazing was Independiente del Valle and Flamengo played and, Flamingo got slaughtered. They're having a hard time as it is in the Brazilian league. But the interesting thing about this is you had the winner of Libertadores or the current cup holder, Libertadores, that's Flamengo. The current cup holder of the Copa Sudamericana, which is like, you know, the, the Europa League equivalent. That's Independiente del Valle. And, that, and the only reason they're in Libertadores, right, is because they won that cup. And they smoked the current holder. <laughs> I'm not sure it's ever happened before like that. I was trying to dig and do some research and see. I, I, I Inconclusive on my end, but at least yeah. as long as I've been watching it, I don't think it's ever happened. Um, AFC champions happened as well. Um, I, I, I just put it in there just, just to say, MJ, everybody else, we're paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Persepolis team is doing pretty well. Uh, Allah, he always does really well. I don't think the uh, East Asian teams, this is very much focused on the Middle East right now. 
I, I learned a lot about uh, Sharjah Cultural Club, which sounds to me like a new wave 80s band from England. <laughs> I don't know, right? Like a new order. They've got a super cool crest too, by the way. But they are from, uh, and I'm going to blow it now. I want to say Qatar. And and they're playing really well. So they, they beat, uh, well, Aldo Hill, they lose to, but then they come back and beat them four to two. Um, I just enjoy learning about these other clubs and, and kind of their histories and things like that. But uh what else to say? Bundesliga is back. Bayern already won like 50 to zero. So that one might be over. Um, La Liga started. Barcelona and Real Madrid are yet to play. So it's kind of funny. Let me pull it up really quick. I think the, uh, the table is, is, it just looks funny because like the big teams haven't started yet. Uh, let me see if I can find it. I, I, I want to see like Granada or, or, or uh, one of these teams is at the top of the, of the table right now. I can get it. Here we are. Yeah. So <laughs> with two matches played, Granada is number one. Real Betis is number two. And Villarreal three. And, and Celta Vigo four. <laughs> so it's all topsy-turvy because the, the, the big boys haven't come out yet. <laughs> wow. So that's about Enjoy all I got. You can. Exactly. All right. Soak it up. It's like MJ. Everybody's like, stop the EPL now. <laughs> Shut it off. Well, man. Any any last uh, last comments or, or commentaries, Sheila or Bridget? Nope. Right on. Well, well, thank you once again for your your time and your analysis, and uh, we'll get this one up, listeners. Thank you once again, and. If you do want the uh, Minnesota football show alcohol supply, apparently, <laughs> patreon.com backslash Minnesota football show and all the other bonuses there as well. But I'm excited to see what happens with my hops and my, and my uh, plums. Yeah. Well, when yeah. do we get to, when do we get to have a social distance um, hang and try it out? Absolutely. I will, I will let you know. Maybe that'll be the promo. Will the, the crew gets yeah. first dibs. The crew gets first dibs. Yeah. We'll be on that for sure. All right. Cool. Nice. All right. Thanks, everybody. Okay. Bye. All right. Thanks. Ciao. Bye.